From WBEZ Chicago, I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. Schools back in session, but COVID restrictions aren't. Many colleges and universities have rolled back masking and testing protocols for this school year. Millions of college students are entering a third full school year since COVID arrived. And it's daunting for some to see fewer masks on campus and have more in-person classes. With us is NPR education reporter Alyssa Nadborny. Welcome back to Reset, Alyssa. Hi, thanks for having me. So COVID cases are higher now than they were this time last year. And as we know, with all the at-home tests being taken, case numbers, they're probably being undercounted. But schools are relaxing their COVID protocols. So what's going on there, Alyssa? Yeah, well, as as I've reported this, you know, I've seen just kind of a a pairing back of, of COVID restrictions on campuses. I think for a lot of folks, they just feel like this is year three. This is the third academic year that we've had since Wild. the pandemic. Wild. I know. <laughs> and, so, and so I just feel like a lot of administrators and folks that work in student health just feel like they are just much more confident this year, um, especially, as you said, with the rise of rapid tests, with, with the access to right. tests. Um, we're kind of seeing this shift, I heard over and over from colleges, this shift of kind of putting the responsibility for dealing with the pandemic on the individual and kind of taking it a little bit off the institution, which, you know, for the last two years, it really has been on the institution for colleges and universities. They've really done, I would argue, probably the the most in terms of kind of cultural institutions across America to combat the virus. Yeah. Well, talk more about the specific guidelines that we're seeing yeah. here. What are these schools changing? Big changes um, is masking. Um, you know that that started kind of in the spring and has continued through the summer. That colleges are making masking optional on campus. Now there are some schools that have like masking requirements in classrooms, but they're in the minority. The majority, you know, are are, are waving the masks. And then the other big theme I'm seeing is with testing. So um, several universities, lots of campuses had. Um, kind of mass testing operations for the last two years. In many cases, students were actually required to take tests, maybe weekly. Um, That seems to be kind of rolling back. And a lot of schools are going to, you can get a test. They're making rapid tests available. You can get a test if you feel sick, if you've been exposed. But kind of these larger surveillance kind of mass testing programs are winding down. Wow. Well, I want to hear a little bit of what you've been hearing from from college students, parents, and administrators. I feel really comfortable entering this year. That is a new feeling. I don't think we can just forget about COVID at all. I do think we can kind of live with COVID. I'm fully in person this semester, so I'm very excited. COVID is not our entire world. COVID is only a portion of our world. We're dancing with the devil that we know. So those were voices of a school administrator from Worcester Polytechnic Institute, a student at Virginia Commonwealth University, and a health center director from Barry University in Miami. Alyssa, they all sounded pretty optimistic there. Is that what you've been hearing most? In general, I have felt I have, I have talked to folks who are feeling a sense of calm, a sense of control. 
Um, that's not to say, you know, that's the only voices I'm hearing from. I definitely spoke to professors who are still very wary of being back and especially around young people socializing, um, those who are immunocompromised or vulnerable in, in other ways. Um, so I, I wouldn't say that it's a pervasive thought, but certainly it, people are far more comfortable this year than any other kind of back-to-school reporting that I've done in the last three years. Let's turn to another voice in this conversation, Robert Jones, Chancellor of the University of Illinois, Urbana-Champaign. And he joins us now. Hi, how are you this afternoon? Doing well. Grateful that you could you could join us. I know that you're gearing up for school to start next week, Chancellor. So talk to us. What are you planning for in terms of COVID guidelines this fall? Well, the University of Illinois system uh, issued guidelines several weeks ago that required everyone uh, to be fully vaccinated. And if you're not vaccinated, then you will have to test once per week. Uh, so those are the guidelines that we have set for, for this academic year. We are not requiring any kind of face covering in the classroom or anywhere else uh, across the University of Illinois, Urbana-Champaign except those places that are designated specific health care space, like our McKinley Health Center, the Counseling Center, and our COVID-19 test sites. But um, uh, those are the only places where you're required to wear masks. How did you arrive at that decision to drop masks in classrooms? Well, well, it's based on the, the information and overarching decision from CDC, from Illinois Public Health Department, and our own uh, experts within the university, as well as the Banner-Champaign Public Health Department. Uh, what we have decided to do, rather than requiring masks, like we did all the way through last academic year until the end of the semester, we are adopting the self-responsibility model where we're individuals are asked to use the guidance from the CDC and to uh, basically as individuals to monitor the spread of COVID-19 in their communities and then assess their own risk based on their own known health factors, whether or not they want to wear face covering or not. So that's the model that we will be uh, moving to when classes start next Monday. Do you anticipate at, at some point returning to stricter protocols if case numbers go up? We, we certainly uh, have always put, since the beginning of COVID-19, put the health and safety of our entire university community and external community first. So if, in fact, there is a significant spread, and as we've done uh, several times in the last uh, almost, uh, you know, 27, 28 months, we've had to pivot. But I certainly hope that's not going to be the case this time. We really don't anticipate that be the case. But if it does, we are well prepared to pivot. We actually have, as a member of our staff now, who's the director of our McKinley Health Center, is uh, a wage state who's a former deputy director of administration, and he's an epidemiologist from uh, Champaign-Urbana Public Health Department. So we're going to be relying on his set expertise as well as the leadership team that we've had to mitigate COVID-19 in place you know, for the last 26, 27 months or so, and we'll continue to monitor and make decisions accordingly. Alyssa, you've been listening along here to uh, the chancellor. I'm curious what you're hearing uh, in your conversations about how schools are, are preparing for whether case numbers do go up later this fall. Well, I'm hearing 
a lot of, of what the chancellor is saying is that, you know, colleges and universities have the toolkit from the last two years to kind of pivot. If, if they see cases going up or if they need to make changes on their campus, they have practiced this. They know what to do. Um, one of the other things I, I think is important to note, as the chancellor said, many campuses are, are still keeping their vaccination requirements in place. Um, we just had a big study um, come out from the National Bureau of Economic Research showing that these were really effective, these vaccine, vaccine mandates on campus. And actually, there's some evidence that college COVID mandates actually helped keep spread low in their surrounding communities as well. Um, so those are kind of the big things that I'm seeing. Yeah. Chancellor, uh, speaking of, of vaccinations, according to an online dashboard, 92% of U of I students and employees are vaccinated, but it's it's lower than the reported 98% compliance at Northwestern University, for, for example. Of course, 92% is, is high, but how do you account for that difference? Well, I'm not, uh, I won't dispute to that because I'm not looking at it, but we have, uh, I know, more than a 92% vaccination rate among our undergraduate students. So what you're talking about is aggregated data across undergraduates, graduate students, uh, and our undergraduates and our graduate students number, I know we're higher than that, uh, but some of the staff numbers in particular were uh, probably in the high 80s, so that's probably how you got to the aggregated 90, uh, 90, 92%. Mm-hmm. So we have very high compliance among our undergraduates and graduate students, professional students, uh, very high compliance among faculty, lower compliance among staff, and one of the explanations for this is our staff members come from, I can't tell you, 15, 20, 30 surrounding counties. They drive in each and, each and every day. So they're not all in Urbana-Champaign County, which has uh, historically, since we started out dealing with COVID-19, and I think, as you recall, we created the most innovative COVID-19 testing protocol in the world. And uh, at the beginning of this, in July of 2020, we were one of few, if not the only place in the in the state, if not the country, that was testing our entire population twice per week. It's a different place that we're at now where that kind of testing protocol is no longer necessary nor beneficial. It doesn't really help anything at this particular point. But to answer your question, we're very, very pleased with the level of vaccination that has helped keep our community safe. We are truly have been one of the safest places in the state of Illinois, if not the nation, because of our testing protocol in the past, the other mitigation steps, the whole ecosystem that we put in place, as well as having a very high level of vaccination. Yeah. Alyssa, you heard from a lot of students and parents who are relieved that that schools have Mm -hmm. eased restrictions. Have you talked to anyone who's more hesitant? There are certainly those that are hesitant, but I think one thing that the pandemic did is it really opened up a number of online options in a way that we really hadn't seen, you know, prior to the pandemic. And so many schools are keeping some of those virtual classes in place, um, or they've kind of um, increased the number of online classes that they have. So there are certainly more options for folks who are feeling weary. I think one thing that at least Um, you know, parents or students who are still a little bit nervous have said to me is that campuses that are kind of encouraging you to feel comfortable about wearing a mask or keeping distance 
are, have been really helpful, have been helping them feel welcome, even if it's an optional. You know, I think kind of just like making that a social norm, if you're feeling sick or if you're feeling a little bit nervous, you have that option. Kind of as the chancellor said, like shifting it to the individual to like think through their own risks and kind of figure out what tools they can use to make themselves feel more comfortable. Yeah. Uh, Chancellor, many schools, including Loyola University, Chicago, uh, are requiring COVID boosters. Uh, Just so we're clear, what's U of I doing on that front? We're not requiring COVID boosters per se. We are requiring people to be vaccinated according to the original definition, which is the first two dose. And if you are not vaccinated and if you don't have a religious or medical exemption, then you are required to test once per week uh, in our system. And we also are leaving it open to other individuals, as uh, your other guest was saying, for people that don't feel comfortable, who want to test more often, we're leaving that option available for them as well. Yeah, on uh, on that end, uh, what do you say to immunocompromised students? Or, like you said, students who may just be nervous about COVID exposure? Well, if they're they immunocompromised and uh, have other underlying conditions and they don't feel comfortable they can wear masks, and as the other guest said, we are really very insistent that we want to respect and not question the rights of any individual to wear a mask if they choose to do so, whether you're talking about students or whether you're talking about instructors. We want people to feel that they have the flexibility and the freedom to deal and to protect themselves in any way they think is necessary. But for immunocompromised people and others, they have the option to, uh, you know, to wear masks. They have the option to test uh, once per week. And if it really is a critical situation that would require other other, uh, ways of dealing with their health status, then uh, as we've done the whole time that we dealt with COVID, we've been open to working with those individuals on an individual basis. You know, Elisa, thinking of your your story for NPR on this, I remember one of your sources says, you know, I I don't think we can just forget about COVID at all. I do think we can kind of live with COVID. Is that kind of the attitude now, just accepting that this is this is our norm? I think that's right. But but let's also remember, like our norm now is is very different from the last two years. We have treatments. We have very available rapid testing, you know, going into this third year post-COVID beginning, we we have a lot of tools to help us be able to, as she said, live with COVID. And I think that's really (laughs) important. Yeah. So what else are you going to be watching for this fall? Well, certainly the beginning of the semester is always um, kind of a where we've seen the COVID spikes happen, because when you're bringing a bunch of students back to campus, there's a lot of migration from students all over, all over the country coming to campus. So I'm kind of paying attention to those first several weeks. Administrators, folks that I've talked to have said they're watching that too, and just to kind of see how those first couple weeks go. And if we can get through that, maybe we can take a sigh of relief. We've been speaking with Alyssa Nadworny, who is an education reporter for NPR, and Robert Jones, who's the chancellor of the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. Thank you so much for talking with us. 
This episode of Reset was produced by Sarah Stark and Daniel Tucker and mixed by Ethan Schwab. Subscribe to this podcast to stay up to date on news in and around Chicago. And be sure to come back tomorrow for our weekly news recap, where we go behind the headlines and break down the week's biggest stories with seasoned reporters. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Thank you so much for listening. See you tomorrow. Tomorrow.